Well, good evening, everyone. We have a new teacher and a new show. The name of the show is Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And your teacher is Pastor James Vivian. And he's going to go over the Hebrew alphabet tonight. So welcome to the program. Welcome to the channel, Pastor James. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm privileged that you invited me. I feel happy. And <laughs> elated, I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, and one of the things is that I wanted, uh, I don't know how much time we have, but I want to try to make sure we can get as many as in here on the Hebrew alphabet as possible. Because the Hebrew alphabet is the most powerful uh, vehicle that God uses on this earth. It says uh, in the book of John where it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Well, most people don't know what that means. They'll look at it and they say, well, that means Jesus. Yes, they are right in that performance, but it's actually talking about the Hebrew alphabet. Because the Hebrew alphabet is called Aleph Pal in the uh, Torah. If you look in there, you'll see Aleph Pal all through the scriptures. And that is another word for the word. And God created everything by the word. Nothing was created here on this earth without the word. So if my listeners would uh, turn their Bible, if they got a King James, the Psalms 119. That's Psalms 119. And I'll show you how there's nothing by accident. God knows what he's creating. Everything is already written. All we have to do is just read and understand. You can read, you can hear, but if you don't have no understanding, it won't mean nothing to you. That's why he says, for those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So Psalms 119. And I'm going to start off with the, uh, if, once you get there, look at the top of your Bible in the King James, and you'll see a word. It's over the top of the first eight verses, and that word is called Aleph. Aleph means to lift up. It can be one. It can be a thousand. But everything is important on what it says. So in other words, with Hebrew words, it can be 10 different words. It can be 1,000 different words. But once you learn how to put the message together, then the message will make sense. And our Bible is the true Bible. I know as other people say, well, I believe it's been messed with and everything like that. But if you have an understanding and you have a, uh understand it, God's people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. If they understand what this is, what I'm getting ready to teach tonight, you'll see that, oh, man, this is true. This is the true Bible because God makes it as a hidden puzzle. Everything is hidden, but if you search a matter out, you will find out what the true answer is. So Psalms 119, where it says, Olives at the front there, and then, under it, it says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Now, I want you to look at that top word there, olive. It can mean head. It can mean uh, God himself. In fact, about it, when, you, when he had the uh, Ten Commandments, the first thing the thing started off with was olive. Now, when the Bible was written, it started off with the uh, second Hebrew letter, which is called Beth. Beth means house or dwelling place, but we'll get back to that. Let's stay at, at the olive. If you notice that under that word olive, it has eight verses before the next letter is shown, and eight means new beginnings. So the more you understand that this has relevancy to our life now, and that each time we go from one Hebrew letter to the next, it's giving us a new insight on what the word is saying. And what I'll try to do tonight, I'll give you the message, what the word is saying to us. Now, as I said, uh, the word Aleph, 
It's spelled A-L-E-T-H. But in your Bible, it may not have that word. It might have this, looks like an X. Well, those, at everything that is written, that's why he said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, that little, uh, looking like an X thing, has uh, three different letters with that. But see, if you don't read Hebrew or don't understand Hebrew, you'll miss the message what's being said. Now, let's count down eight. Well, let me give you some more uh, meaning of Aleph. Aleph means learn, teach, utter. How did God bring forth everything? He uttered the word. Uh, bring forth thousands or thousands. Saint or overlay or wrap self. In other words, everything is in Jesus. He created everything. Without Jesus, nothing was created. And that's why he referred to himself at three different stages in the Bible where he says, I'm the Alpha and Omega, which is Greek. But in Hebrew, he said, I am the Aleph Tau. In other words, he said, I am the Hebrew alphabet. Everything has its purpose in the Hebrew alphabet. So let's go to the second word. The next word is called Beth. It can be spelled several different ways, but the main one is spelled B-E-T. And sometimes it might have the H on it. Now, once you look at it, it looks like a backward C. And there's a reason for that. Because uh, if you read the Hebrew Bible, you'll see that is extra large uh, uh, it looks like a backward seed. What it did is that all the things that God created came out of the beginning. Beth is like Birashi. That's what it says in Hebrew. But it, we changed it to in the beginning. But it could be said when God started to create. For Jesus and God are one. So let's look at that uh, Beth where it says, where all shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed unto according to thy word. Now, when he says people cannot live by bread alone, but by every word, it was talking about the Hebrew alphabet. Every word, every Hebrew letter has a message, and it's been hidden. That's why you have to you have to see what the word says, and then. Figure it out, because it's hidden. I'm trying to tell you. So let's look at that uh, word, death. It says, death means house, dwelling place, companion, daughter, uh, bath, uh, let's say maiden, virgin. So Mary was, Mary was a virgin when she had Jesus. She had no... Uh, no fellowship with no other man or anything else, but it was done by the Holy Spirit, and it was done by him speaking, speaking it in. So then another, uh, after that, you count down another eight, and as you count down the eight, you'll see the next word is called gimel. And if you look at it, it's like a boot, like it's walking, and that's what, that's what this thing is going to represent, like it's walking. So what it does that Gimel means. What does gimel mean? It means one who runs after a person to give him something. Gimel is a is a anybody, a person who's generous, who really wants to help people. And God wants to help us. So one of the words for uh gimel is sowed on. Uh, deal bountifully, rewards, serves, wean, and wean children. In other words, like a mother, she has a baby. She don't want that baby being on breast milk all of its life. So she starts to wean them off by, you know, kindly showing other things that they can do. Well, God liked that too. He starts us off as a baby. And we're weaned on milk. But afterwards, he wants us to get onto the meat. And that's what the Hebrew alphabet's going to show you, how to get off from being a baby and start moving into the deeper things of God. 
how that you can explore. There is more than just words being said. If you got the power of the Holy Spirit working with you, you'll see fantastic things. Okay, let's let's look at this word again. Is that the gimel? It also means camel. You know, like in a camel, camel can eat, and it keeps going for a long time. Well, a person that's generous, he doesn't give just one time or two times. It's a lifestyle, and that's what God does. He is a lifestyle of giving to us. Okay. And it's, the next word is called Dalit. You've got to count down eight more verses. And it says Dalit. And Dalit can mean knowledge or door. But as I told you, with Hebrew words, it can even mean more than that. So I'll give you an example. We're just going to use the first four letters we just learned. The first letter is Aleph. Aleph means head. Or it can be God, okay? The second one is Beth. It can mean dwelling place or house. So let's just put those two together. Uh, Bethel. Bethel means house of God. So now we got got two words here already we got with a little understanding. The first two letters mean house of God, okay? And then the third one is called Gimel. Gimel means uh, somebody who wants to give you something. Well, who's he wants to give to a poor person? Who is the poor person? We are. We're poor in knowledge because we weren't born gods. We were born human with a limited understanding. But you can learn. That's why Jesus said, come learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. But as you start to learn, he wants you to change to be like him. So here's the first three words. Bethel, house of, house of God, gives. Okay? Well, what does he give? That's why you look at the fourth word, which is called dollar. means house, I mean door, knowledge. Well, did not Jesus say, I am the door? That's what he was talking about. I am the knowledge. You want to learn something? You learn about me, which is the Hebrew alphabet, and learn its meaning. So, uh, so we had the fourth word there, and it says another thing about dollar. It can be pronounced different ways, and I told you with Hebrew words, it can be ten different words at the same time. You have to discern which one goes where. As I say, it can be called the door. It can call the gate. It can call uh, branches. You notice all these words are something that Jesus used about himself. He is the door. He is the knowledge. He's everything you need to know, but you got to learn of him. The second, the next word, after you count down eight, this is another new beginning. He is called, the word is called hey. And in fact, about it in your Bible, you remember the time when Jesus was in the uh, garden? And they said, he said, who are you looking for? They said, we are looking for Jesus. And he said, I am he, or the word, hey. And when he said that, the power hit those people, and they fell back upon the ground. When you learn what that meant, you'll understand how he did that. The word, hey, or he, means thought, speak, action. Thought, speak, action. How did God create everything? First of all, he thought about it. Once he thought about it, he spoke using the Hebrew alphabet. And you have to find out how they put together like a jigsaw puzzle. You have to put two words together or three words together for it to make sense. Just like I told you, uh, when you look at the first word, olive, it means God or head. And the second word I taught you was uh, Beth, but if you put those two together, and since Hebrew reads the opposite of what we do, it comes in as the house of God, Bethel. All right? So we got down to the fifth letter, which is hey, which means action. One of the things that uh, it says there, it says, teach me, O Lord, 
the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it until the end. In other words, give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law or thy word or thy Hebrew alphabet, yet I will reserve it with my whole heart. Once you start to understand that, the scripture starts making more and more sense. All right, let me keep going here. If anybody got any questions, they can call in. Uh, as I say, the word hey, it also means behold, lo, even, he, himself. Now, you notice these are still words coming out of the scriptures. Jesus used that same word, but it can be more than one thing. That's why you have to learn to do, there's four levels of learning in Hebrew. The four levels of learning is, the first one is the simple meaning. The second is the precept, not precept, but uh, proverb level. Proverbs with proverbs, proverbs with proverbs. The third level of learning is called the precept level. You know, you see that in uh, Isaiah, the 28th chapter, uh, around the 20, about the ninth verse where it says precept must be on precept, precept on precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So if you learn those things, that this is three of the four levels that you got to learn in. And God requires you to learn these three levels, but there's a fourth level, which, you know, for those that have did uh, what God has told them, he will invite you into that fourth level, and it gives you a lot more understanding. And understanding, according to the Bible, says, you know, principle, wisdom is the principal thing, but with all your giddy, get up understanding. Understanding. So now we're at the fifth level, So I mean, fifth verse, so let's read it again. It says, Bethel gives knowledge on how to operate thought, speak, and action. See, that's just five words, and there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And there's nothing by coincidence. Once you start to study, you'll find out there's 22 letters and 22 verses in the book of Revelation. God wants to reveal things to his children. God wants to feed us with knowledge. God does not want us to perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of people are going around preaching prosperity now, prosperity now, but have you really studied those scriptures and see what it says? In fact, about in the book of Ecclesiastes, I would tell people to study that to find out what is the whole duty of man. What are we here for? And I'll just tell you right quick, we're here for a test. That's it, scriptures. Understand the scriptures, you get your reward. If you don't plan to study, you plan to fail, and you'll get another reward, which you don't want. God is not trying to send us to hell. God is not trying to hit us in the head with a baseball bat and make us do things. He doesn't want robots. He wants people who wants to love him and really move in fellowship with him. So we're at the fifth letter now. Let's go to the sixth letter. The sixth letter, if you look at it, is called Ba. And it looks like an upside-down golf club, upside-down golf club. But what it does, it connects. That's what it means. That's one of the words that it means, connects. So as I read the scriptures nowadays, I see the Hebrew alphabet everywhere. If you start in the book of Genesis, you'll see where it says, and, 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 and. That is the same word for ba. Connect, connect, connect. Connect this scripture with this scripture. Connect scripture with this scripture. Connect this proverb with that proverb. And you'll start to get understanding that, that it'll go past your wildest dreams. It says on the uh, sixth letter, it says, Let thy mercy come also upon me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. You notice it doesn't say words. It says word, salvation. What does that mean? 
It means to be redeemed, to be brought with a price. We have been redeemed so we can learn of Jesus, that he is our redeemer. He is our healer. He is our kinsman redeemer. We are adopted into the family through him and through the blood that he paid. Yes, Lord. Let's keep on going here. Uh, Sorry, pause here a little bit, but I want to make sure I give you as much as I can. And that is, let me see here, the second here, I'm sorry. As I say, anybody have any questions, they can call in, willing to answer. Uh, as I told you, the word va means hook or conjunction for and. And the next word is called zayin, zayin. And what does zayin mean? It means divider, kind, to be fed. It's a weapon. I do exorcism. And when I do exorcism, I use the Hebrew alphabet because it is weapon. So is the book of Psalms. Start to read, and you'll see that Hebrew alphabet, and it gives you an explanation, and you use it. Like I take the sword of the spirit, and I cut off the Nephilim's head. Or I take the sword of the spirit, and I divide the soul from the spirit. People say, well, I've never heard of that before. Well, uh, a man that I've been with for about 15 years, maybe some of y'all have heard of him. His name is Bob Larson. I'm with Bob Larson Ministry out of Phoenix, Arizona. And Bob Larson has been my uh, mentor for over 15 years. Yes. Now, as I say, we just got to Zion. So now let's keep on going. Then I'm going to show you how those hook up in a few minutes here. The next word is Chet. Chet means life. It can also mean sin offering. It can also mean seal or mark. As I tell you, with Hebrew words, it can be many different words. So don't look at it and say, well, I've seen it says this, or I've seen it said that. As I told you, you have to find the rest of the words and then how it puts together. I had a lady, her and her daughter, I taught them the word uh, Chet, which means life. You'll see some people do it to wear those little uh, uh, emblems around their neck. It means life. Well, I taught them about that. They went home, and they found a dead bird in their front yard. And so they were getting ready to pick him up and bury him. And the little girl said to her mother, Mom, why don't we do what the pastor said? What is it going to hurt? And the, and the mother said, well, okay, let's pray over it. And they prayed that word, Chet. First time they said it, the bird's eyes flickered. They said, Chet again. He started moving. They said it a third time, he stood up and flew away. He was dead and had rigor mortis in him. But the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and is able to do anything that is sent out to accomplish. God's word does not come back void. But the reason most times we don't have what we ask for, we have no power. You can be born again and not have power. Power comes by belief in what God says and that you don't doubt, no doubt in your mind. That's the only thing you're going to believe. You're not going to accept anything else less than that, what his word says. And he will bring his word to pass. It may not be at what time you think it should be, but he will bring it to pass. It says, the, on 57, the verse, it says, Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. See, we're starting to climb up here. We're getting more words now. So here we go back again. Look at the, Well, I'll wait till I finish the 10th letter. All right. The next word is called tet. You'll see it spelled T. And what does tet mean? As I told you, it can be a many things, but let me give you what this one is. It means authority. Authority, power. You know, it says the 65th verse, it says, Thou have dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. You bless me, teach me, good judgment and knowledge, 
for I have believed thy commandment. Believe, believe. It brings in knowledge, wisdom, understanding. And you'll see that when other people are walking around confused, you'll have a sound mind. But only when the power is upon you. All right. Let's see. Next word. Let's just think about it. It says, uh, remember I just told you it means power. It can mean one of the other words can be commandment, law, commission, decree. Now, the Bible says that God has given us a promise that we can decree a thing. And decree doesn't mean, oh, Lord, give me this, give me that. Decree is to prophesy. That's what the churches should be going to right now. Prophesy what you want God to do. Believe that he's going to answer your prayer. But you've got to stay steadfast, unmovable, believing that he's going to do it. Not you, not as much. You can cry all day long. God ain't going to move. <laughs> you've got to believe that he will move. So he says, uh, first of all, you've got to believe that God is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that don't mean once a week, once a month. Diligently means you get up every day. I get up every day looking for miracles. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, demons cast out of people. I've seen demons that can control the weather, that the power of God, according to his word, according to the, the alphabet, was able to defeat him because the alphabet is Jesus. Let's get to the 10th letter here. And that's called Yod. It looks like a comma. If you look at your Bible, you'll see it looks like a comma. And it says, Thy hands have made me, fashioned me, and given me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. What does Yod mean? Yod means hand. So when it says God's got his hand upon you, what does that really mean? God's hand, when it says God's hands upon you, that means his thought. His thought is upon you. And when his thoughts are upon you, that's how you move. You move in the spirit realm by his word, by the thoughts that he has upon you. He said, my thoughts for you are good. I have planned good to you and not evil. And when he says it, you got to believe it. So now we're up to 10 letters. And let's go back and see what these 10 letters say. At Bethel, which is the first two letters, God gives knowledge, which was the fourth letter, of thought, speaking, action. In other words, when you, when you got a thought in your mind, you speak it with confidence. If God is giving you a vision and stuff, you speak it with confidence, with power, and the Holy Spirit will bring it to pass. Then it says, uh, Bob, which means connect, and. So here, let's add that on it. He done taught you thought, speaking, action. God gave it to us, and he said, and he gave you a sword. That is Zion. So that means we're not, we're not helpless children down here. We have power. We have weaponry. And if we use our weaponry correctly, the devil will kill you. That's why I said if you submit yourself to God, the Hebrew alphabet, resist the devil, he will flee from you. That's what we're here to do. Make him afraid of us. The way he don't want to be around us. Then, as I said, uh, now we got to the weapon, and then the next word is life. God has given us power. They have a sword and have life. Under the next word is authority. And the last word, which is the 10th Hebrew letter, under eternal. Who is eternal? God is. God is eternal. He thinks he's already been here. He'll always be here. And when he says, uh, like Hebrew, they call it, you have vahe, which means thought. See, I'm trying to show you how the Hebrew alphabet works. The first letter is yud, which means thought. Then it says hey, means thought, speak, and action. The next word is va, which means connect. And then the last word is hey. So, in other words, it says the eternal thought, speak, and action. We're talking about 
God himself connected, which is Jesus. Jesus connected to thought, speaking, action. In other words, what he's teaching us. So we are connected to Jesus. And if you notice those, uh, if you understand this message, you'll know that that eternal on top, which is huge, there's eternal at the bottom, huge, and there's a, a, a line that goes right through, which means connect. Once you learn that, you'll find out that is the Hebrew letter for olive again. The more you search the scriptures, the more you learn. And when you find out that God loves us so much that he connected us to be in his image and his likeness, but what does that mean to us? If we don't have no knowledge, you'll never be able to move in there. And the last word that we have here, well, we might can do a lot of them tonight. The next word is called kuf. And what does kuf mean? Kuf means will, the will, branch, or middle. In other words, God is trying to teach us how to use our will with him. That if you say something, you must believe what you say is going to come to pass. That's out of Mark, the 11th chapter, and the 22nd verse, where it says, have faith in God. What does that mean? It means have faith in the Hebrew alphabet. Have faith that everything is created by the word. Go back to John 1, 1, where it tells you that God is the word and the word is God. And then when you go to the book of Mark, you'll find out where it says that uh, this is the beginning of Jesus Christ's ministry. And then it goes into the book of Revelation where it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, God's trying to reveal his word. He's trying to reveal his son, that we are on the right track. When we, when we read our word and understand it, that's the problem, understand it. We find that all the other religions, and they can get mad if they want, all the other religions can't do that. Read their scriptures you'll find it has no message. It's a dead end. But ours is alive and doing well. All right? It says under under calf, which kuf, which means will, my soul fainteth for thy salvation. In other words, there's nothing more that I want than to be redeemed. My hope is in thy word or your Hebrew alphabet. The more you read, the more you study. The more you study, the more you start to change. A lot of times people arguing, having wives uh, want to leave their husbands, husbands want to leave their wives, children want to divorce their parents and stuff because they have no understanding of what the word teaches. The word teaches if you will change your ways, change your ways and let my word dominate you, then the power of the hand, which is the thought, will be upon you in all your ways. God will hear your prayer. What you do in secret, he'll reward you openly. All right, let's go to the next word here, and that would be lamim. All right? Lamim, as I told you, with different words, it can be 10 different words with Hebrew. One of the words for lamim means shepherd. Now, who's our shepherd? Jesus is. Jesus is our shepherd. And if you notice, the first thing it says under Lamem was, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy Hebrew alphabet is settled. What you say shall come to, that, come to pass. And then the next word says, and the faithful is unto all generations, not some, all generations that, that have established the earth and it will abide. In other words, if Jesus said it, it's going to happen. He prophesied that the uh, temple would be destroyed. There would not be one brick upon another. And yet and still, there's a place over in Israel right now that they call the Welling Wall. And they put notes in there and everything and pray to God, and this is supposed to be a part of the temple. Well, they found out lately that is not part of the temple, that where he said there would not be one stone left upon another is right down the road from there, and it is 
it was taken down. There was not one stone left on top of another. So who are you going to believe, man or God? For me, I believe God. For he's not a man that he would lie. So understand, the prophecy that Jesus said, the precept that he said, the audience that he said, it's going to come to pass. Everything he said is going to come to pass. And as I said, the word lamim, it means uh, teacher, learned, skillful, shepherd. Um, okay. Oh, as I told you, but you can find more words about that later on. And then the next word, look like I'm going to be able to get it all in tonight. <laughs> Let's see. The next word is called mim, which is uh, the word for water. You know, when they talk about nations, they said, and the beast came out of the water, out of the sea, it's talking about water. Or the other word is by the washing of the word. As I told you, with Hebrew words, you've got to be able to understand and discern which one's supposed to be which. Okay? The word mim, as I said, means water or, or uh, so just like when we get ready to do deliverance, I use the word Holy Ghost Mim, which means holy water, holy water, okay? Mim can be uh, blemished, blot, spot, um, anointed. You know, when you say you're anointed with oil, how do you know it? It's like water pouring over the top of your head. It gives you dominion that rules, um, it's a sign of the king. So that's what I'm saying. When you pour this up on your head, remember, oil or water or the word or certain different things it can be, but learn it and then use it accordingly. Now, the next word is called noon. Well, the word noon means uh, Messiah. Now, how do you find that out? You go to your book of uh, of Joshua, and you'll see it says, Son of Noon. Well, unless you understand the Hebrew alphabet, that makes no sense. Son of Noon. Who is Noon? So in other words, his name Joshua, but what does Joshua mean? It means Jesus, salvation, redeemer. And so when we say none, we're talking about the Redeemer. And then when you talk about him, what does he have? The Word. And then we look at the Scripture. It explains itself sometimes. The Word 105 says, The Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. I have sworn and I will perform and keep thy righteous judgment. What is righteousness? You know, a lot of people in the schools, they'll teach you. Righteousness means being right standing with God. It could mean that. As I told you, it can mean different things. But one of the words that it means, to do what is right. Now, if you get that other way out of, you, out of your way, and just remember, do what's right, and I'm righteous. If I please God, I'm doing what is right. You'll never please God not having faith that his word works. His word works when nothing else will work. Believe it, receive it, study it out for yourself. Okay, the next word is sermat. And I have used that word several times myself when doing a deliverance. And when you're doing a deliverance and you say the word sermat, Sometimes the demons say, I can't stand that word. Shut up. Don't use that word. You know why? Because demons are sad. They're miserable. And the word sermac means glad, joyful, merry, rejoice, be glad, be merry, have joy, cheer. That's just of the meaning of it. And since they have no joy unless you're sad, then you're smiling and laughing at them. They're mad. And that's what we want to do, keep the devil mad and keep him running. For the more you know the word, the more you use the word, the more they'll tremble 
in your presence because the word is coming out of you and if and you have life and they don't. The next word is called Aaron. All right? Aaron. It says uh it can mean I, it can mean I see like uh seeing something or face, you know, like we see the face of God, the Aaron of God, the look of God, the knowledge of God the presence of God. In fact, one of the angels that in the book, it talks about Uriel. And back in the Old Testament, when Moses said, I will not go up without your presence. Well, the word Uriel means presence. That's what he was talking about. But he would not go up without his presence. And the word has to go forth before the presence will go forth. And as I say, Moses knew the Hebrew alphabet. The children of Israel knew the Hebrew alphabet. They learned it when they were small, and as they got older, they learned what they call the Book of Moses, which is five chapters, five books. The five books of Moses is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And the more you learn that, the more you'll see the Hebrew alphabet, the more you'll see change change. That's what we want to do. We want to change from uh, faith to faith, to glory to glory. I don't want to be like I was yesterday. I don't want to be like the day before. I want to be better than that. Every day, I want to change to please God. Or like is the word Aaron or the I, and says, I have done, I have done uh, judgment and justice. Lead me not to my own oppressors. In other words, when you do what's right, the enemy comes against you. But if you've got power, he starts backing off. Okay, in a minute, uh, uh, you ain't got no power. They lying. That's what they do. They are assigned to lie. But if you stand your ground and say, look, I, I use the word Alice bet against you. Alice bet, gimel, dalit, hey, va. They get, you find out until you get to their weakness. Because each one of them has a weakness in that Hebrew alphabet. So as you go through it, you'll see which one. Okay, that's it. I don't want it. I'm sorry. I'm out of here. And they don't go easily either. But if you found the word, you use that same letter over and over again until they just so tired, they're ready to leave out of there. All right. As I told you, if anybody got any questions, you can call in. All right. The next word is pay. And that's spelled P-E. And if you look at it, it looks like a backward C again with uh, a little, it's what they call a uh, U in there. And see, when you say that, it's like, hey, Lord, I'm crying out to you. Hey, help me. Help me. Because your testimonies are wonderful. And I've heard about what your word says. And I let the word enter into me and give me understanding. And I open my mouth and just speak what you told me to command. All right? It also means appointed, command, commandments, edge, uh, mind. As I say, you just keep looking. You'll find different things, what the word means, until you finally get what letter you need, what letter blesses you. Because you could be broke today and be have money today if you use the right words, the combination. In other words, uh, Aleph Bet, Bet Aleph, which is the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And I told you, it means, it can mean uh, the head of the house, or Bethel. But it also, as you use it, B-A-B-A, I mean, A-B-B-A, it means daddy. And I said, well, that don't seem, listen, I'm trying to tell you, it means daddy. And when you start saying daddy by saying, I, I mean, Olive, that, that Olive, or, or another word is like, have you ever heard this word, uh, abracadabra? That means father who makes something out of nothing. Our God created this whole universe with nothing but the word. And then he's given it to us if we do what's right. And he gives us power. You'll see things happen like people raised from the dead, blind eyes open, 
sick folks healed. All right. But wow, if you see all that, do you everybody gets healed? No. Does everybody receive the power? No. But those who diligently seek God, they will, sooner or later, because it's all in God's hand. So as I said, word pay means I can cry out to God, uh, appointment with God. That's why I love appointments. If God gives you an appointment and says, at 3 o'clock in the morning, stop complaining, get up and start reading your scriptures until he can give you wisdom through what's going on. He can save you many a heartache if you will get up and obey. All right, now let's keep going here. Oh, yes. The next word is Sadat. Now, I know it's spelled with a T-Z-A-D-D. And what that word means? Righteous, or to do what is right. So that first thing, 137, righteous art thou, O, o Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that you have commanded are righteous and very faithful. It will come to pass if you understand. It says, uh, Sadoff, or as I told you, one who does what's right, it can be, uh, can be used as to, for justice. In other words, your word is true, Father, and your word says you sent your son here to destroy the works of the devil. You said you sent your son here to heal the brokenhearted. In other words, God has sent his son, and his son is the Hebrew alphabet. I don't know how many times I can say it over and over again. And that Hebrew alphabet is what redeems us as we study it. The more you study, the more you'll see. All right. The next word is cough. Now, it, looks, it sounds like the other one, too, but it's not. So in other words, it means purge away, atonement, cut off. In other words, when I'm getting ready to uh, do a deliverance, I cut off the demon from talking to other demons. And how do you do it? You take the sword of the spirit. And understand, when you do it, you say, this is the sword of the spirit. You decree and prophesy. And you say, I cut off their horn. I cut off their communication. You cut off everything to where they can try to hold each other, including the one called the silver cord of witchcraft. So now 145 says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, and I will keep your statutes. In other words, Lord, you called out, I'll, I'll, I'll keep your word till the end. I trust your word. Save me, and I will keep your testimony. In other words, I tell everybody else what you done did for me. I'm saying uh, I'm changing just a little bit, but I'm telling you about the, about how the word works. Uh, in the scriptures, it says, God said, I will make your enemies at peace with you. Well, I didn't have no money. I was in a hotel, getting ready to be put out at 2 o'clock in the morning because the owner came through. And he said, uh, you ain't got no money. You ain't got no job. You're out of here. And I said, can I come talk to you? Because the manager let me stay, but he didn't pay the bill. So I went down there. And I said, because the word says to speak or declare or prophesy, I prophesy. I said, Lord, this man is my enemy. And you told me you'd make my enemies at peace with me. I walked in there. The man was a Muslim. He said, I don't care. You're getting out of here. Uh, I don't care what you're trying to do. You got to leave. I said, okay. And I started toward that door. I could have kept my mouth shut. But no, I spoke the word again. I believed the word. I said, Lord, that man is my enemy. You said you're making at peace with me. The man said, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but come back here. And I came back. He said, how much was his rent? And he told him, the manager, and he paid him. He said, how much do you need to live off of? I told him, and he gave me the rest of the money. Why? Because God's word works, especially if you understand how it works. It will purge away all doubt, unbelief that you found that that You've been, you've been redeemed by the word, by the word. The next word is called rish. Rish means head. So uh, that's just one of the words, as I say. So let's reach 
uh, how many, I think I got a couple more I can get through there tonight. I might have to wait till next week to explain the message for the whole thing. In other words, rich means head, and it also means quake or earthquake or poverty or chief. Okay, so when I was, when I get ready to think about rich, I think about the head. The head of the house is who? God. God is Bethel. He also gives us something. What does he gives us? He gives us knowledge. Then he tells us the thought, speak, and action connected with the sword, which gives you the uh, uh, under the authority, which is him. And he said, I am the eternal one who changes your will and other will that you will receive the Messiah or the uh, shepherd. And the shepherd is the Messiah, who was the word none. And then we keep on going there. See, I've got you so far. All that is a message just from the Hebrew alphabet. But there's thousands of messages if you finally understand how to operate in this, this, this learning. All right. And you see, the next word is called uh, Shem. <laughs> the reason I laugh, I taught a, a man down in Atlanta how to use the word Shem. And he took his cross and he walked around saying Shem, Shem, Shem. And every time he touched somebody and said Shem, they went down under the power of God and got healed because God's word works. Shem also means fire. You've heard people say, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. What they're saying is Shem, Holy Ghost Shem, Holy Ghost Shem, or Kohadesh Shem. That's the Hebrew word for holy, Kohadesh Shem. And once you throw that, it also means Peace, peace. And, you know, our Bible says our God is a consuming fire. He's got teeth that he will destroy the wicked from among us if we're willing to wait and be patient. Shem, according to Psalms, uh, I mean, according to 161, princes have persecuted me without a cause. In other words, you can call on God when you feel that you're being wrong and by by my heart and in all of your word. In other words, once you start to see this Hebrew alphabet will work for you, oh, you will be amazed. You will rejoice. <laughs> for one thing, you will rejoice that you found out that God loves you. And, and man, like David said, I praise him seven times a day. <laughs> because wait till you see the great miracle and the great peace that comes with that. All right? The next word is called Tau, and Tau is one of the words that means cross. And if you ever see the, uh, the old, old uh, Hebrew writing, it's made like an X or like a cross. Now, let's go from the beginning. Aleph, Tau. The first word, Aleph, means head, right? And it also means uh, supreme or one who's lifted up. And the last word is called tau, which means nail or cross. So if you put those two together, from the beginning, God has already wrote it, that he would come and at the end hang on a cross and, re according to the middle, redeem his children from death. That is the Hebrew alphabet. I did it as quick as I could for y'all. Anybody got any questions or do you have any We don't have any callers yet. They may listen and have questions later. Uh, if you have okay. questions on the teaching, you know, I when I put this up on YouTube, and you can, there's always a comment section. You can put your question in the comment section, or if you're a member of the forum, you can put it in the forum. Um, but that was um, very enlightening. Thank you. That say I, I want the people to understand that our Bible is the true Bible. There's not been nothing changed in our Bible. It's just we have to understand it according to whatever word should have been used up there. Sometimes it might make us think the opposite, but if we see and understand according to the word or according to the Hebrew alphabet, which was taught to us by the word of God. In other words, 
You talk to the little children, Hebrew children, or Israelites, they know it. That's why they prosper. That's why they receive things that we are not receiving because we've been deceived and not told the whole truth. We can break curses and stuff and have our desire come forth as we start to speak the word of God with power. Do you have anything else? Not in relation to the study. Okay. <laughs> I I do have an off-topic question, if okay. you have time. Um, there is some controversy now about generational curses mm-hmm. um, because of, uh, I'm not going to remember the exact scripture, um, because of the one that says, because there's two places where it talks about visiting the sins of the father upon the children, and I think the mm-hmm. second one says, of those that hate me. So mm-hmm. some people think that means that Christians cannot have generational curses upon them. Okay, well, let me answer that question. See, since I do exorcism, or what y'all call deliverance, uh, a generational curse means that somebody has put a curse upon you, and it will go from generation to generation. But normally you'll read where it says it's in the third or fifth generation. That's an idiom. That is not exactly what it means, just like I taught you about the Hebrew alphabet. That is not exactly what it means. It means the curse will keep on going on and on and on until it's broken. Now, people that hate God, they're not going to find out the truth. But those that love God, they're going to find out, oh, a curse cannot be broken until it's broken. So if you break the curse, that will break the generational curses off of you and your family. So when it says generational curse, it means that this curse will be keep going on until somebody stops it. So God loves us enough. He left us enough information. We can break curses. We can do that. In fact, about it, last time I asked this one demon, I said, how long you been there? Ten generations? Twenty generations? Thirty generations? How did you get in there? Great, 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 great grandmother did a blood sacrifice. She killed the baby. Uh, she killed somebody else. That's how these curses get going. And see, when it says, God said, for those that hate me, he said, those are the ones who don't have a contract with me. In other words, when you, you accept Jesus Christ, you accept the contract to be under the word of God, Jesus himself. But if you don't accept Jesus, you have not got a contract, and that means you are a Gentile. means you don't have a contract with God. And, yes, the curses will keep going after you, and you can't break them. Only those that have a contract that God says, okay, you speak the word, I'll break those curses. Okay, so it's not like like something that's automatically done when you become a Christian. Right. You have to look at, I think it's in um, Proverbs. I'm not sure if it's in 28 or 25, where it says, an undeserving curse cannot land. If you look up under, I guess it's the, uh, what book is that? The the Message Bible. I'm pretty sure you'll find it under there, where it says, an undeserving curse. Just speak it to Google, and they'll find it. An undeserving curse cannot land. But how many of us doing perfect? How many of us doing everything that God says? So, Curses can't hit us, but we have the power being with the contract of God that we can break them. Anything else? Nope, that's all I've got. Okay. Um, so I guess we can well, wind wanna, it up. Huh? Yeah, Did you I, have something else wanna you thank, wanted to teach? Well, the only thing I just want to say is well, thank you all for inviting me in, and, and I hope you did learn something. And if you need to call, you can call the uh, telephone number, 816-350-2420. That's 816-350-2420. Okay. 
2420. And I just say, be blessed. Thank you so much, Pastor James. I enjoyed this lesson a great deal. And, you know, it just opens up scriptures so much wider, you know, when you when you put the effort in to understand this these things. You know, it's we we come from mm-hmm. our Hebrew roots, you know, and we've mm-hmm. gotta understand and put it all in context. Amen. So let's see. If you don't mind, the next time I'll be on I'll teach on uh curses and stuff and how to break them. Oh, that's good. That would be very good because I think a lot of people are oppressed with this kind of stuff now. Mm-hmm. They, they don't even understand about word curses or, you know, how the way we speak to situations and over our children can actually create curses, you know? Mm-hmm. So that would be very good. So I will get that done. And Okay. That was your office number, right? Yes, that's my office number. Okay. So if he doesn't answer, leave a message. Yes, because I do travel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so thank you very much. And I would say, Father, bless you. And until the next time we meet, and I will get this posted everywhere and Hopefully, we'll get some feedback. Remember, everybody, we like the feedback. (laughs) So, (laughs) good night, Pastor James. Good night. You have a blessed night. Bye. You too. Bye.